Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, LandGeek, your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And on this week's roundtable for 2020, our first roundtable of the year, we've got the usual suspects. We've got, I love it when you call me Big Papa, Tate Litchfield. Tate, how are you? I'm great. Happy to be back on the podcast. Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm going to see you in a few days. San Antonio, boot camp. Very exciting. We've got the Zen master, Mike Zeno. Breathe in the mailing, breathe out the marketing. How are you, Mike? I'm feeling great. Like, we haven't all been together like this in a while, and, and I'm feeling energized. And the fact that we're going to be all in the same room in a couple of days, I'm, I'm feeling pretty jacked right now. Fantastic. Um, hopefully, she's not leading us to World War Three. We've got the terrorist hunter, Mimi Schmidt. Mimi, how are you? I'm doing great. New year, new plan. Ready to go. All right. Love it. Love it. We've got the technician, Eric Peterson. Eric, how are you? I'm good. Ringing in the new year with my favorite group of people. Fantastic. Fantastic. We've got the dude buddy, the nightcap OG, Scott Bossman, sober as can be on this fine afternoon. Scott, how are you? Great, Mark. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Fantastic. And then last but not least, we got Scott Todd from scotttodd.net, landmoto.com. If you're not automating your Craigslist, your Facebook postings, postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. Learn anything about anything, investorninjas.com. The professor, the brain, your flight school Sherpa. Scott Todd, how are you? Mark, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's a long intro with all of us here. It, it is. It's a lot of work, right? It is. It is. You haven't worked this hard since 2019. I really haven't. I really haven't. Um, by the way, today's podcast is sponsored by none other than Flight School. Take 16 weeks of your life and follow the recipe. Go up the mountain of land investing and quickly, safely, efficiently, and start building your passive income. Make 2020 the year you get out of solo economic dependency, which means if you're not working, you're not making any money. Let us help you build that machine. Learn more. Just go to thelandgeek.com forward slash training. Schedule a call with the Zen Master uh, or the Nightcap OG, Scott Bossman. Bonus points if you know anything about Star Wars. Okay. So for this week's Roundtable podcast, we've got an interesting discussion. And the discussion is when you first started in your land investing journey, what were your expectations? And then what were, what was actually the reality of getting into it? So ladies first, why don't we just start with the person we most fear? Schmidt. It's been three years. I guess I expected that I would have more cash sooner, right? That's, I guess that's what I expected, but it truly is building a business. It's not a get quick, get rich quick plan. It's building a business. 
and you have to learn all of the aspects of the business and learn how to manage a business. That's one thing I noticed that a lot of people don't have experience with managing people, right? And they can learn how to do it, but then they have a really hard time getting up on top of it and learning to manage it. So it's a lot of work. It's really a lot of work, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun being able to, it being my own, right? And be able to, being able to make my own decisions and work from home. My time is my own. So I love it. It's so much fun, but it's a whole lot of work and you just have to persist. I looked up the definition of grit and I want to read it if you don't mind. Sure. It says grit is passion and perseverance for long-term and meaningful goals. It's the ability to persist in something you feel passionate about and persevere when you face obstacles. Well, right. That's this business. Oh, absolutely. And, and when you first started, what was your why? What was your passion? Like what helped you on those dark days when maybe your ads weren't, you know, getting, where the ads were getting ghosted or you had a, a potential sale fall through or maybe, you know, that seller that you thought was going to sell you that piece of property came back to you and said, no, I'm going to go to Eric Peterson instead, which is, can happen. Well, one, I didn't want to have to go back to the way my life was. But two, the network, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on the podcast. The network, the Landgate network was so positive and I... I'd go to boot camp or I'd be on Facebook and I'd see that other people were going through what I was going through. It was just started in part of the natural process. I had a refund on a 20 acre property yesterday and I was so compelled to feel, I want, it, it got me down, right? I had to give back a bunch of money, but I sold another one today and it, I just had to reconcile myself to the fact that it's just a business. It's just a business. And to resell that property, I don't even have to do the due diligence or have pictures taken again. Right. So it really is about getting over those obstacles, rely on the network and just change your attitude. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I love it. Zen master, Mike Zano, can you even think back that far when you first started what your expectations were? I remember you and Laura bright eyed, bushy tailed Scottsdale boot camp. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, going down memory lane as Mimi was talking and I was thinking about what I might say. Right. And, um, it's interesting. Um, cause you're saying, what did you expect? But I think what's interesting is what did I, what I didn't expect and what did happen. Right. So to me in the beginning it was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. just like anything else I've done. I'm going to try this thing and I'm going to see if I can pay off some debt. And, uh, I did that, but what I didn't expect is to become a land investor, right? I felt like it was, I was going to do land investing. It was something I was going to go do. And I think in the initial phases of anything else in life, you start out by doing something. But I think all of us have changed to we have become land investors, right? So it's, I didn't expect that, right? How, many, how it would change me. And, and it's been for the better. Like just in when you become an entrepreneur and you're the responsible for your business and all you, you start to see life differently. The conversations you have with people are different. The, the way that you um, relate to everything is different. It's just, it's amazing. It's awesome. And I, I wouldn't want to go back. Uh, honestly, Mark, the change that is made, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome to know that you can produce money. Like seriously, like we can all go make money on our own. We know a method that works and if we need, we can just do it. We can always, 
I think back to uh, Scott Todd's video, we always play, you know, at the boot camp. And, you know, Hugh taught him a method to feed his family. I mean, this is real. We, this is money that we can make. And uh, we are in total control of it. And it's just awesome. So I didn't expect that. I expected maybe I'd be able to get a couple tricks and learn how to get things and make a little money. And that was great. But then, um, and I did. And that was awesome. You know, I paid off the debt. But I didn't expect what really happened. And now to be surrounded by just awesome people, all like-minded and to elevate my business year by year. Um, it, it's, it's awesome. I didn't expect that, honestly. Yeah, no, it, it's so true. And for me, I remember the first couple of years, I would make everybody crazy in my family because I would look at everything and be like, well, how can I buy that 25 cents on the dollar? And I wouldn't want to spend any money except on land. Like you don't understand. <laughs> that's not going to make us any money. I was, a, I was a joy to live with. Okay. Um, but I digress. Eric Peterson, how about you? What were your expectations coming in and what was the reality? Um, well, looking back, I think that, um, you know, when I came into this, um, I had the toolkit and honestly, I think I was just optimistic that, you know, this might be possible. Um, so I went out there, I bought some properties and I started marketing and nothing happened. And I waited and I marketed some more and nothing happened. But eventually after persevering and putting out way more ads than I thought were required, I sold the property. And from that point on, you know, I saw the possibilities of the business and, um, you know, I knew where it could go from there. So, you know, I think the biggest thing um, that, that kind of strikes me when I look back is, is the marketing piece and that it's not, it's not easy to turn around and flip this property. In theory, it sounds very easy, but it takes a lot of effort. It's not that you have to be highly educated or have certain skills, but it takes that that perseverance over time to get those ads out every day and, and continue that and know that if, if you go down that path and you continue to work at it, that eventually the results will come. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, it, it's so true. I think it's, you know, that big takeaway is, and we talk about this constantly at bootcamp is you need to post more ads than you think for sure. And I, I could see that being a newbie mistake in the beginning, this expectation. And, you know, you hear us talking about this on the round table. It, we, it just almost sounds easy and nothing about this is easy. It's simple. And compared to other business models, it's simpler, but nothing is really easy. And um, to quote my, my Peloton instructors, uh, you know, your workouts never get easier. You just get stronger. And it's true. The business doesn't really necessarily get easier. You just get stronger mentally and your confidence goes up and your income goes up as a, as a, you know, a byproduct of that. Uh, dude, buddy, the nightcap OG, Scott Bossman, what were your expectations going in? And then what was, what was the reality? You're, oh, you're on mute. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so uh, I was, uh, I, I approached this with cautious optimism. I, I didn't quite know if this was the real deal. 
and uh, I got the toolkit and um, remember having a conversation with you and, and you basically laid it out there and said, you know, this is hard work. Uh, and, and if you do it, it'll happen. And it, and it did happen. I did one deal and that was proof of concept enough to know that if I worked really, really hard, I could take this to a new level. But I went in with expectations knowing that. I knew I was going to have to work really hard. In order to become a physical therapist and support my family, I had to work really hard for a number of years. And I went into this same thing with, with that same notion. I knew I was going to have to work hard for, for a lot of years and learn how to do this. Um, this whole conversation reminds me of my new favorite quote, and that is, uh, Success is never owned, it is rented. And the rent is due every day. So if you approach this business in that regard, you need to pay the rent. And this applies to anything. It pay, it, this applies to your financial security in life. This applies to your health and well-being. Mark Podolsky, this applies to your manly physique. You need to pay the rent, right? So go into this business and pay the rent in all these different areas. You, you need to mail. And, and that will create the deal flow. And you need to buy. That will, create, uh, that will create a portfolio. And you need to market. That will create sales. So there are all these different areas where you need to pay the rent. I, I love that image of it. And just the fact that every day is a new day and a new opportunity. And I think getting back to you know, the beginning with Mimi is having such a strong why is so important on those days when you just don't feel like putting in the time or doing the work and dealing with it and knowing that you're doing something that's bigger than just yourself. It's, it's so important. Um, big Papa, Tate Litchfield, you got a big why growing family. What, uh, yeah. what was it like for you in the beginning? Uh, and then your expectations and then the reality setting in. I mean, I expected to have to wait 18 months minimum before I made any money. That's kind of what I was expecting. And I went into it knowing that this was something that would feed me in two, two and a half years time. And I can remember talking with you about it and you said, listen, Everybody starves at first in real estate. That's not unusual. You just got to prime the pump over and over and over again. Stayed the course and fortunately was able to see those results come. But like Eric, I did not, I underestimated the amount of work that was required to sell land. I, I thought, I got this land. It's amazing. It's affordable. It's $200 a month. Anyone can afford that. They're going to be lining up to buy it from me. And when it didn't happen off my two ads that I placed on Craigslist, I got frustrated. And I can remember sitting down and thinking, if other people can be successful, so can I. What am I doing incorrectly? And, and that's when I just went through systematically. And fortunately, the people that I get the pleasure of working with today, they don't have to do that. You know, they can ask and say, what am I doing wrong? And I say, change this you get to piggyback on what I've learned, right? And I, I think I just underestimated the time. And then once I started getting, you know, a feel for this, I think I, um, I didn't 
truly believe that I could sell out of inventory. And I can remember the first time that I sold out of everything and I realized, oh man, I'm in, I'm in trouble because I'm, I'm not a land seller right now. Like I'm done, that's it. So that was a cool experience, but it was also a little kind of an eye opener. Like I really shouldn't have stopped mailing. That was dumb. I feel like I've been told not to stop mailing, but I did. Why did I do that? So uh, th that was kind of my learning experience. And then also found a really good group of friends and, and people that I consider to be family now on this call, right? And people that I care about and care about me. And so that was a, that was a huge bonus because if you're not an entrepreneur or you've never been one, you don't realize how lonely it can be, right? If you, I can go for days without talking to anybody in my world of land investing, right? And this group that I've uh, built a relationship with, they kind of, they fill that void for me. They, they keep me in contact and water cooler talk. It's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, it really is special to have a, a whole group of like-minded individuals because we have so much in common. There are tons of differences among us. For example, you know, if Scott Bossman starts rattling on and on about Star Wars, you can just see Mimi's eyes glaze over. But that being said, they can always kind of circle back and talk about a deal or a system or a process or an automation they're using. And it all, you know, that, that, that bond sort of uh, sticks again. Scott Bossman, you know, I'm just joking. I Everyone's because everyone yes. can can bond over Star Wars. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Um, Scott Todd, how about you? Expectations when in the very beginning, and then what was it like when reality set in? Well, you know, Mark, uh, some of it's already been talked about. I'll kind of loop it all back together. You see, there, there I was. I was in my car listening to the podcast, and you know, like I'm listening to to you guys talk and. You, you would say like, oh yeah, I got an accepted offer back or yeah, we, we, got, uh, we bought three properties this week. And so my first expectation was I was gonna put these offers in the mail and, and like within a week, they were gonna come back to me magically, like accepted offers. And I was really heartbroken when that didn't happen, right? Like literally, I remember the first guy calling me, I was scared to death to take the call and like he didn't sell me the land. And, and you know what, I, I was like, oh man, that's like my one shot. But all of a sudden, like I just kept mailing because I just kept telling myself, well, if these guys can do it, I can do it, right? Like I just kept reassuring myself, even when I had doubts and I had lots of doubts that, okay, I don't hear anything special about what these guys are doing. If they can do it, I can do it. So that's what I did is I just kept mailing. And then all of a sudden they started coming back. And then as people talked about, I thought that selling the land would be super duper easy, right? Like, because again, on the podcast, people would, would, would always talk about, oh man, I made two sales this week. And I'm like, they're just throwing money at you. Well, you see, nobody throws money at you, right? Like I did what Tate did. I put two ads out there. I sat back, waited for the phone to ring. And I was greatly disappointed when, when it didn't ring. And then I realized like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. So I kept telling myself that was my mantra. If they can do it, I can do it. And then I realized like, okay, what they're not telling you or what, 
what I'm not grasping from the original thought process here is that they just didn't throw up two ads and they're selling two properties from it. They've spent time to build a buyer's list. They've spent time to market their properties, right? Like not just two ads out there. They've got a lot of ads out there running. They're trying to tell the world about this thing. Buyers just don't show up. But when they do, when you finally connect with them, then they show up. We had, we had uh, a coaching student just recently posted like right, right. I think it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. He posted one ad and got 108 names onto his buyers list from one ad. And he was blown away. He's like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. So, you know, yeah, it happens. It happens when you stay the course. And so if you're looking for a mantra, like, first of all, if you think it's easy, well, there's no easy money in the world. It's, it's, it's a simple model. It's very simple, but you're dealing with a lot of things because what you're doing is you're starting a business. You got to figure out how to start that business. You got to figure out how to get your mailings out. You got to figure out your marketing plan and your sales. You got to figure out all these pieces, but I'm telling you, it's not that complicated of a business compared to other things that you see. It doesn't take a lot, a lot of capital and no offense to everybody on this call, but like, if everybody on this call can do it, because I know you guys personally, and I love you, but listen, if you're listening to this, there's nothing special about any one of us on this call. Nothing. We're all just regular people that are making money from land investing. No, it's so true. I'm going to actually get an ice pack for my bruised ego. That being said, it's, it is true. And I, I think... You, you really touched on it, um, Scott, and really encapsulated uh, the whole the whole theme of the podcast of expectations versus reality. Uh, Mike Zeno, what's your 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 saying for grit? Oh yeah, we were just talking at the end of the call, and uh, it came to me that uh, get ready, it's tough because um, you know we keep saying it's true, it's simple, but it's not easy. It takes the grit and. And Mimi read the real definition there. And I listen, anything that's worth it in life is worth putting the time and effort into it, right? If it's, if it was so simple that it was anybody can do it, then there really wouldn't be much value to it, I wouldn't think, right? It, it takes, the value is in the fact that it takes commitment and it takes uh, grit. So get ready, it's tough. But if you're up for the challenge and you really want to change your life, the opportunity is here for you. Truth is, it works if you work it. You just have to step up and swing that bat. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, and no offense to our other podcast guests when we talk about other models, but Scott Todd and I almost after every call kind of smile. We're like, boy, glad we're not in that niche. Okay, I mean, we're just so spoiled because we've eliminated so many of the headaches. We've got this thing 90% automated between software, you know, inexpensive uh, VAs and, and, and processes. So, as far as like relative to everything else, it's super simple. And you do get to that point where once you've done it enough, you're competent enough, and then you feel confident enough to start reinvesting into your business and building each piece of it so that you can get yourself out of it so that you solve those two issues. You solve not just your money problem, but also your time problem. That's when the, it becomes really special and, and everyone on this round table call has done it. And again, not to bruise my own ego, 
but I will. Scott Todd is absolutely right. There is, if I can do it, nothing special about me, nothing special about, I mean, there's something special about all of them, but nothing truly that, you know, they don't have anything that you dear listener don't have. However, you know, we have that you don't have is Mimi Schmidt and her tip of the week, which is a perfect way to segue into the tip of the week. Mimi, website, resource, book, something actionable. What do you got? This is, so the website is just a link to the HubSpot, HubSpot sales blog. So I get it in my email, gosh, maybe once a week. Once a week I get it. And it's got a lot of great information. So for instance, there was a program on how to uh, train a sales assistant, right? 2020 guide to successful brand positioning, uh, how to up your sales game. I find a lot of really good information on um, sales just in that sales weekly sales blog from HubSpot. And the link there is just how to sign up. All right, great tip. Tate, what are your thoughts? Mm, that's a good tip. Yeah, HubSpot's awesome. Lots of cool tips there coming to you every week. I love it. I spend a lot of, I waste a lot of time looking at stuff on that website. So, <laughs> I mean, how much time do we spend in CRMs? All of us. Yeah, no, I just get. So, if it can help us, it has good information too about how to maximize your time in your CRM, things like that too. It has exactly. templates on templates on what to say to people. I'm always up for new and fresh ideas on how to communicate with people in the CRM. All kinds of good info. Yeah, I mean, my expectations, when we get back to the whole theme of the podcast, expectations versus reality, my expectations of the tip of the week were like in the early days of Eric Peterson, like we would just kind of all, you know, kind of rip on the tip of the week. But the reality is, there's nothing really to rip on anymore. It's just great, really valuable tips. And so as we go into 2020, I think my, my expectation is, is going to be that Mimi's just going to keep delivering value as will Eric Peterson for those tips of the week. And I'll just have to be more positive about it, I guess. What do you think, Eric Peterson? Sorry, I was on mute. Um, I think it's great. Okay. Well said. Well spoken. Mike Zeno, how about you? Well, I don't know. I can't help but feel that silently Scott Todd saying, yes, ever since there's no more quotes, the tips have been great. I just, I can see the smile. I just, I just, I feel like, I don't know. Am I right, Scott? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I mean, Scott, do you ever kind of end the podcast and, and throw something and discuss and like, where's a Mike Zano cone? Where's, where's my Zano tip? He never does that. <laughs> I, I, I will admit, I haven't done that. Like maybe, let me think about the last time. Never. I, I've never done that. So like, never done it. I'm not going to lie. Like I've never done that. So, you know, Look, some people look. Some people are quotes people. I'm not right. Like I'm not a big quote guy. I mean, maybe it's because like I've sat through presentations where like every slide a guy was not even like uh, producing his own content. He was just like quoting somebody else. And it's like, look, no one wants to hear you just quote other people. If so, we'd go see the other person. Tell us your stuff. So I don't know. That's that's what I think. I did like when he quoted himself, though. I think it was him that quoted himself, wasn't it? 
I, I yeah, I, I, it might have been Bossman or or Mike quoting himself, but I can't remember. I thought he, it was. Yeah, I think it's Bossman that quoted himself. Yeah, yeah it was Bossman but if you want to go back to the days where we were just dogging all the tips of the week, I mean, we can do that. Like that was brutal. You know, it was, it was brutal, but it really forced me to become kinder and gentler and, um, you know, publicly apologize that Eric's mom was not fun for me. <laughs> so I, I don't want to go back to those days. Oh, I think it's better now. It's way better now. I'm gun shy from those days. I mean, maybe you could literally put a picture up of an apple and I'd be like, great quote, great, great tip. It's an apple. I don't want to have to do it. <laughs> My CRM doesn't even have a sales blog. I don't even use HubSpot anymore, but I still find the articles interesting. See? No, I, I, yeah. Look, what are you saying, Scott? I have the quote. I have the Scott Boston quote where he quoted himself. Even short people can take big steps. <laughs> Scott Boss. I love it. It's so good. I need to elaborate now, because now everybody who's never heard that quote is going, what the heck does that mean? All right. Well, you know, I, I work with, uh, I'm 6'4", right? I work in a nursing home sometimes. And and it just happens that uh, these, little, these little ladies sometimes are about four feet eight. So we look kind of funny walking down the hall, right? And she just made a comment about how much easier it is for me to walk because I have, because I'm taller and I have long legs. And I said, Mary, even, even shorter people can take big steps. And it's a metaphor for life, isn't it? I love it. It really, it really is. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm really excited uh, to see everybody in a few days in San Antonio. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to thelandgeek.com forward slash bootcamp because the next bootcamp is in April in my backyard, Scottsdale, Arizona. Learn more at um, thelandgeek.com forward slash bootcamp. And hopefully between all the bantering and the fun that we're having on the podcast, you're getting some value out of it. And if you are, the three biggest favors you can do for us is simply subscribe, rate, and review that podcast. Send us a screenshot of the review to support at thelandgeek.com. We're going to send you for free the $97 Passive Income Launch Kit course, as well as the latest wholetailing course, How to Double Your Money 30 Days or Less with Land Flipping. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, I thought this was a great podcast, and... Um, I can't wait to see everybody in just a few short days in San Antonio. San Antonio, y'all, there it is. I'm bringing out the Texas draw, y'all. Mike, you bringing the, uh, the boots? This reminded me. I got to take them out of the attic. They're probably frozen up there. I got to warm them up. I'm bringing them. And you have? And my Steven Seagal jacket that I bought at the boot camp one year. Remember that? I got it at half price. I'm bringing that. that yeah. Are we ready to do this? One, two, three, let, let freedom, freedom ring. ring. Not bad. That was amazing. Yeah. We've had, we've had more worse ones, more awkward ones, for Chill. sure. Chill. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. 
Um, you, did you guys do nightcap last night? What, what were you guys doing last yeah. night? We, uh, what was that? Some, we, well, we had a pre boot camp meetup, uh, which was fun. Oh, pre boot camp meetup. Okay. We had about, uh, I don't know, 15 people on the call that are going to be at boot camp. So we had some, we had some veterans on there. We had some newbies on there. That was fun. Started and out with this bottle full. We, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we attempted to have a nightcap, but I, I was having some technical difficulties, uh, with, with the, the streaming platforms we were using. So, uh, we started it, out it, yeah. and had to, had to stop. Uh, I think we got to go back to the live interviews at boot camp, like with you guys, like quick, you know, to the Facebook group and just, you know, people love that stuff. So if you guys are up for maybe some quick live, nothing like getting Scott Todd live on Facebook. That's my goal. He loves it. Thursday or Thursday night. Oh, no, just randomly. Yeah, just randomly. Scott Todd steps out. Hey, Scott, you're live on Facebook. We, we used to do it during the networking hour, yeah. right? And then yeah. Yeah, step back and do that. But then they miss out on the networking. Right. And then they were, yeah. The networking was more important. Why didn't yeah. they just enjoy that? They love, these guys love to talk. Oh, the fact that we have two networking evenings, it's amazing. Because, you know, the first night everybody sort of uh you know just to know each other they get they get that all the nervous energy out and that's what yeah. we try to do with the pre-boot camp meetup but maybe a little bit of that and then the next night it's like all kinds of great questions great connections it's, it's that was probably one of the best changes we made last year yeah absolutely by the way i just want to uh, apologize to tate for last week's snide remark about cycling and the cycling book uh oh, it, yeah you, you're it, gonna get some hate yeah, you know, it, it just occurred to me, like, I love cycling. Like, I, I love know, the Peloton. What, like, what, 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 what's the comment? We missed it. So you uh, – He, he said book? it's something like it's not even a real sport or something, <gasps> basically. I kind of alluded to that. Not that it's not a real sport, just that nobody really follows it. Just It was just rude and I actually did for. another class today with the – I actually have the shorts now with the cushion because I do the cycling class at the gym. The toughest part to me about that is watching the clock, like 55 minutes, 54 minutes, 53 minutes. Oh, it's mental torture. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> Brit. <laughs> do you all have those shorts? Or am I the only one? I mean, is that required? The cushion oh, it's shorts? required. Shorts, yes. You, Scott, you got the shorts? Well, I got shorts. I got the yeah, yeah. I got the padded shorts. You got the padded shorts. I I need to get the padded shorts. You need the padded oh, shorts. No, uh, padded come shorts. on. You don't wear them, Scott. It's, no, Tate. Do you wear padded shorts? Of course, I wear padded shorts. Come on, Tate. Right? Yeah, he's on the uh, he, hours two hours. I don't have I don't have the yeah. padded shorts. No, I mean, come you're on, man. You're not sitting on my Peloton for two hours. Who rides for two hours? I I would not be a. I mean, I guess if I wore, if I was that's riding for two hours, though, right? Yeah, that's in the real world, not the yeah. uh, not the fake world where you. Mm -hmm. Not in the virtual. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the tight padded shorts. I have the the loose padded shorts. So sounds like that would cause chafing. No. I will tell you though, like for a while, like way back, uh, I don't know, years ago, I I did get on like a a cycling kick. And like, I was, I wasn't, I didn't have it like Tate did, right? Like I wouldn't ride for out like two hours, but uh, I would go ride. Like I'd, I'd probably ride like uh, 12 to 15 miles a day, something like that. And 
I didn't have a fast bike like, like Tate did. So I was like super slow on it. I was like, I don't know, 10, 12 miles an hour, something like that, which takes forever. So it takes about an hour. And I did have some of the loose shorts like Scott did. Like it's, it's got like tight, it's like tight on the inside with some padding on the butt, but then it's like loose. So it looks like normal workout shorts. And, and I, I like those. However, I did learn something like um, because I went on a business trip and we were going to go cycling around Italy and I go to put on those shorts. I put on those shorts. And as we're driving out to, to get to the bikes, they're like making fun of like, Oh man, you know, you people, they don't even know what to do. They wear their underwear under there. They get all messed up. And I was wearing underwear under it. Cause it's like <laughs> the second time ever I had worn them and I got freaked out. So my uh, Mark, so then I'm in Italy. We're like at this little place. I go in this little bathroom. I take off my pants. Shh. Take off the underwear, shove it in my pocket because these pants had pockets. I walk it to the bike. I put in the little zip, zip bag in the front of the bike. My underwear is just tucked in there. I'm like, geez, if I die in Italy, people are going to know that I, had, I was the idiot that wore underwear under your biking shorts, which you don't do. But luckily, I survived it, and no one knew. At least I don't think they did. Yeah, you know, so you know now, my takeaway on that story is that even in Italy – we can still find ways to like beat ourselves up mentally. Yeah. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be embarrassed. I'd be like, I'm in freaking Italy. I, mean, what, what did I, I, know? I didn't know that people didn't wear, I mean, there's no, there's no guide on the pants to say, yo dummy, don't wear underwear under these shorts. How am I supposed to I know? Like should they put a warning on there? It. I Googled it. Yeah. I had yeah. No yeah. See, yeah. I, I find that we're very tough on ourselves. I think this is the year that we're kinder and gentler ourselves mentally, 2020. What do you think? It's nice stuff. Sounds good. <laughs> Put on a t-shirt. I, yeah. Put on a t-shirt. It's not a bad idea. Little, little Land Geek merch. Land Geek logo. Kinder, gentler, Jot Not Pro. Oh, no. <laughs> not bad. Um... All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Can't wait to see everyone in a few days. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Start your journey at www.thelandgeek.com and www.scotttodd.net. Rate and review the podcast and email support at thelandgeek.com. Your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit.